Hey, it's Party Time Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Bray, the show Tuesday night, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. All right, all right, all right. Uh, hot News Natalie in the hot seat, hanging out here, Studio 22. Guess where I'm going to be at the end of this month? Guess, guess. The, the mansion? No. <laughs> Oklahoma City, the 23rd through the 26th. Yes. Four miraculous nights with six fantastic shows. Yeah. Chad Brather, the one-man phenomenon. Hey. Bricktown. <laughs> one-man phenomenon. You will I'll not be, be on too. stage. Steve will be there, but you're not doing a show. I'll be doing my Party Bell Steve will be in the back selling merch, taking That's pictures right. with the fans, kissing babies. Yep. Uh, Bricktown Comedy Club. Uh, we're going to be there. Six shows. Six shows. Six whoppers. We're coming back. I'm coming excited. Back. Uh, yeah, we're going to be there the 23rd through the 26th. So go to watchchad.com. Get your tickets. Six sold-out, crazy wild shows in Oklahoma City. You know why? Because Oklahoma just don't care. They're like, you ain't shutting us down, Jack. Do they have to wear a mask? Nope. Do you have to wear a mask? Nope. (laughs) Full capacity, too. Good. So come on, let's risk our lives together. Ow, ow! You know how Texas, man, they they wussed right on up and took everything down to zero to 50% capacity on Mm -hmm. their stuff. No, Oklahoma City's like, nah! Nah, we all want to die. <laughs> We're Oklahomans, man. You can't kill us. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. We're going to have fun. Going to have fun. Going to have fun. Uh, going to be some unique stuff. We're coming back. Ready to get back on stage. So go get your tickets. Come hang out with us. Uh, they got some VIP meet and greet stuff. We'll, we'll, social, uh, we'll socially interact. That's right. I don't believe in socialism distancing. Nope. Nope. Puppet Master Mark driving us into the nether regions here in the Mothership of Stu- Studio 22. I didn't ask you guys yesterday, Candice. Uh, you and Mark, did you guys have a good 4th of July weekend? Everything good? It was really good. Yeah. yeah. Did you do anything exciting? Uh, or did you just chill? We just chilled. Yeah. I think. Candace is such a stickler for the details. Mark is too. And, you know, I always call him the perfectionist. Um. But Candace, you know, I was stuck in South Dakota. I couldn't get out of there. Yeah, that was disappointing. Couldn't get out of South Dakota. So uh, I had to fly in early Monday morning. I couldn't get on because, you know, you get there an hour early, they wouldn't let my bags on. And so I had to jump on Twitter. Allison started calling American Airlines. I had to jump on Twitter. And I will give it to American Airlines. As much as we fly there, Steve, with them, about 200,000 miles a year, we don't have a lot of complaints with American. No. You know, but if we do, and I jump on them on Twitter, they respond, and they got it taken care of. So thanks to them, deleted the tweet, my snarkiness. You deleted a tweet. I deleted the tweet, man. I didn't want them. You know, they took care of it. They dealt with it. But I had to come in early in the morning, and uh, Candace was texting me. She was like, because typically we'll come in here, what, 1030 in the morning. We'll, we'll start a tape at 1030 in the mornings. She's like, why don't we just do 11? We just do it when I show up from the airport. So I rolled in here. Anyway, I didn't say that back to her because she'd cut me. Mm-hmm. She'd cut me. Native Americans, man, they're on edge right now. <laughs> Not getting all the attention. I don't know what you are. <laughs> I don't know what you are. It's good to see Josh Jennings. Good to be back. Out. Good to be here. Yeah, I didn't even we, know he worked here anymore. I just want to soak him I up, don't. man. It's been so long since we've seen Jennings. 
and uh you moved i did i sure did I, in fact i moved into my new home here in texas on the fourth of july i am now a texan look at you so uh yeehaw and howdy y'all and whatever else moved I'm supposed on to say. the fourth of july mm-hmm. that's right i like it the moved way less popular springsteen song yeah yeah which is an anti-american song i don't know if people realize that it's not a pro-american song born on the fourth of july anyway i'll let you guys mull that around hey what's the number one sign of bad home security systems a home security system that's so complicated you never use it i was sitting there the other day recently with with our deal and i was like this thing guards it's guarding the front door not guarding the back door because the thing messed up and the battery died it got crazy so we made our little switch over that's the exact type of security system simply safe has spent the decade a decade fighting against they believe Simple is safer, and they're right. It's exactly why Simply Safe is the home security system for you right now. When you're feeling safe at home, and that matters, it's never been more important than right now. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24-7. Order online with the click of a button, open the box, place the sensors, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. That's exactly what we did. I solved the problem. No technician or salesperson has to come to disrupt your life or come into your home or anything else. You don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign a two-year contract. Simply Safe was named best overall home security of 2020 by u.s news and world report and their 24 7 professional monitoring and emergency dispatch starts at 50 cents a day that's great so head to simplysafe.com that's s-i-m-p-l-i safe simplysafe.com slash watch chad and get free shipping and a 60-day money back guarantee that's simplysafe.com slash watch chad to make sure they know that this show sent you hang tight we'll be right back Boy, howdy, boy, howdy. So many things going on in our world today. The world's gone crazy. It really is. And uh, we're right there at the front as Americans. But we're going to fix all that. We talked about it last night on the show. Doing my little bit, my part of, of, you know, we talked about running for governor and stuff like that. Your little bit's going to be a lot of bit. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But I had a lot of questions I'm for you. I'm <laughs> approaching it humbly. Yeah. Reluctantly. And with reservation in that, not my motivation or in terms of my passion for it, because I really, my conviction is there. But again, I'm, I'm not a politician. I'm not one of those guys. I'm a bottom line kind of person. Mm-hmm. I'm very black and white, right? Uh, you can think what you want to think about me. That's okay. I, I've been doing this thing for a long enough time. I'm not trying to win any public opinion polls out here. If you like me, you like me. If you don't like me, you don't like me. There's not a whole lot in between. We'll see what happens. But I, I you know, I'm going to come out with a list of, of platform issues here pretty soon. Uh, I think that the people of Texas is going to resonate with them. And we'll see. But but I'm also serious about this in that, I'm, you know, people keep saying, well, you're, just, you're not going to do any more funny stuff. You're not going to travel. You're not going to do any shows. No, look, we got a long time before an election, right? So we got a couple years. But I can't help but be myself, right? My own quirky ways of doing mm-hmm. things. I will be a perpetual smartass forever. I can't stop doing that. 
But I do take these issues serious. So a lot of folks send me messages and they're saying, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? And there's some of these fringe, quirky things that are out there. And I'm like, just chill, just chill. But it's been interesting. And I do appreciate the responses and the questions. Do you have questions? I do. Hot news, Natalie. Yes. I spent a lot of time having to retract my, no, he's kidding, You kept guys. telling everybody I was kidding. Yeah, I, I, I really did get a lot of phone calls text messages and and messages on social media and i told him all no he's kidding and then i had finally text you and you're like duh well i think like that like i kid about a lot of things i would never kid about that okay right because that's a big deal like it like texas matters it does to me you know there's just some things you don't joke about america matters to me i wouldn't i wouldn't you know, even my wife, she said, you're not doing this as a stunt, right, just to try to... And I said, no, I would never do that. I love this state too much. Mm-hmm. I really love this state. Anyway, I love the I love the attitude that defines this state. One of so, the big concerns I saw when I was reading through your social media after you posted that is, what are you going to do about the homeless pet situation in the state of Texas? <laughs> do you really see that one? Yes. Yeah? So I'm going to move them all in with that person. All right. <laughs> he's going to open a restaurant. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> you know what? I do love. Never mind. Uh, I I think that uh, let me just move him in with her. Yeah. I got a feeling that was a her. I I don't know, but I mean, you know, Are that's gonna- the kind of stuff that the governor gets every day. Thousands of messages, oh, know, stuff like that. And how do you prioritize what is? Because I, what's priority to one individual person is not necessarily a priority to the community or the state as a whole well and that's people have gotten to a point you know kevin wade shout out to the fact pack there's a there's a they've got a new fact pack uh private group on facebook yeah uh they want to know when you're joining i joined i joined yes sis sent me an invitation and i joined you know i typically don't do those things you don't i usually do to go in and and kevin wade you know he even told everybody i saw a comment he said you know chad typically he kind of stays back but i went into the fact pack uh, and we're hanging out. The, the people say, what's the fact pack? Uh, well, it's the folks that if you're watching the live comments on YouTube, uh, I got on there one time. You know, every now and then I'll comment. Mm-hmm. Mostly I just, I'm, I observe because I like to read yeah. comments and see what's there. And I say hello and I love everybody and, you know, wish them a good evening. But I was doing that one night and some guy was on there kind of trolling and he kept calling me fake Chad because how could I be here in the studio <laughs> and commenting on the live feed he, on he YouTube. He doesn't have his phone in his hand. <laughs> yeah. He's not talking to us. He's right there. I'm watching him. Uh, well, that is the beauty of the of technology these days. We can actually pre-record things, which is what we do. So, uh, it, it, so then, was it Gerald or who was it who kept – they misspelled it FAC instead yeah. of fake. Instead of fake Chad, it, it was, was FAC. Chad. So I started calling him the FAC Pack, and F-A-K Pack. And so it's a group of about two dozen folks that are on there that are very faithful, and I really appreciate them. So mm-hmm. they got the private group on there, but I typically don't go because they, they t- a lot of those groups tend to go south, especially if you ever open them up to the public. Uh, so guys, keep it private. I don't know what your intentions are there, but but keep it private as long as you can, and let people be invited in, or or you have to approve them because. You know, we had that Chad Prather fans page, and it may yeah. still be out there. I don't it's know. It's still out there. I am a member of that one, but I just kind of monitor what yeah. goes. I've never there. had anything to do with that, but you talk about that page, but you talk about the weird messages you get. Yeah. Like, that's a perfect example. People would send me stuff and say, I can't believe you're allowing this to happen on your page. And people say these things, and I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. 
I mean, it's like the Watch Chad Prather page on Facebook. People, you know, they see the Blaze Media articles that are on there. There's about eight to ten that are posted every single day on there. Um, I'm a member of the Blaze Media family, right? So we post the articles on there. And and people, I'm not the one posting those. I'm also not the person writing the headlines. I'm also not the person making the comment about the headlines. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they do the best they can to try to echo my voice but it's kind of hard to do i can I feel, use, I feel like you're shattering a lot of dreams right now <laughs> well uh, you know we've talked about this a little bit on the show just about uh, that that's not me I, and uh, you know when it's me if you follow me long enough you know when it's me saying something you know if it's one of my videos or it's you know but that's it's that's you know the articles they're just up there because that's what we do we, that's what we do and i think the, the blaze media does a fine job of talking about you know different things uh of, of getting different news stories out there some of the quirky and the odd and the things that you might not hear on the mainstream question well uh, may i say now I, that you've repented right and yeah. said i'm sorry chad is running for governor of Texas. yes it was serious i apologize um i i i was a former reporter in austin so i covered quite a few elections uh, you know uh le- legislative sessions i know all this i think the one thing that i pray and hope for is that you really don't change who you are because that is the one thing that i've seen the most in all of this is that once somebody says i'm running and it gets great then it goes into some sort of secret meetings and i feel like everybody changes i really do i've never seen one not change and i hope that you will be like i know there's going to be so much material from this show that people can grab and just say look look how racy is racist he is because he took this one one statement from how much fun and how awesome this show has been and misuse it so you're saying that i can't just come out and say i can be bought for a price you you, well i hope you you do say that (laughs) if you want me out i can be bought Uh, now there's chad (laughs) yeah exactly no, I I, I, look, I'm 47 years old. I'll be 40. I'll be 50 years old when this thing goes down, right? Mm-hmm. Not a lot of change in me at this point. Uh, if you don't, if you haven't, and, and remember this clip right here, because I'm going to go ahead and say it. If you don't realize that a lot of the stuff I say, the vast majority of it is tongue in cheek, and that I say it jokingly because I love everybody, you you should know the things I take seriously, and you know the things mm-hmm. that I joke about, If then you're not paying attention. You know, you're just not paying attention because I don't have any any animosity in my heart towards anybody uh, except these fools that want to destroy the country Mm -hmm. and destroy the state of Texas. And they're out there. They're out there. I mean, this is no longer what we're what we're encountering these days, especially as we come to November of 2020 and this reelection deal. Um, And I want to get into a couple of uh, opinion pieces here that are that are interesting. And we'll we'll get to that. But I'm going to give you a chance to ask your questions. This is no longer about Republicans and Democrats right and left. This is good versus evil at this point, because there are people who are fundamentally wanting to. Even Joe Biden came out on a tweet yesterday or the day before where he said, uh, we're not only going to rebuild America, we're going to transform America. That's a scary statement. That's a scary, scary statement on the part of Joe Biden, especially when you consider how he is bowing down and kowtowing to a lot of those voices that you're referring to that are out there. Uh, this this the, the the powers that are out there are very very interesting. Those people bug me. Those people bug me. Now I still have those conversations with you, but come on, man, this is a country we love. Anyway, I'm not changing. I mean, what are we gonna do? Can we still say like stay horned? Yes, well, of course we're gonna say stay horned. 
had it with we've got hashtags that have taken out the Prather 22 they've taken off mm-hmm. Prather for governor with the four in the middle uh, Abbott out I built Abbott out the other day and that thing blew up then we got had it with Abbott mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff and I like you Greg but Greg you've changed you've changed my secret friend. meetings secret meetings that's what I think is happening secret meetings so no why change why change they all do though well they're under a lot of pressure natalie Mm -hmm. they're under a lot of pressure but i but you know i'm one of those guys that says again you either do the job or you don't do the job the key to doing any of that there's there's no one out there that can run a country run a state by themselves you're only as strong as the people that you can delegate to that are subject matter experts in those areas right somebody asked me the other day they said so you're going to let party foul Steve do that? And I said, wait a minute now. We typically don't turn over public policy to anybody who's called party foul. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't running for shit. <laughs> Steve just be like that guy that's hanging around, you know, in the mansion. Like, hey, who is that guy over there? Yeah. I already it. know my role. Who is I'm excited. Guy? You're going to mow the grass. Yeah. I'm the mow team. There is a video that would go so viral if it ever got released. None of us have seen it. We've seen it from a distance like this of Natalie mowing her grass buck naked. Yep. On a riding lawnmower. I did it. I can't believe just the sweat didn't make you just slip right off the seat. I did. Well, I, I didn't mow the Slipper. whole lawn, but yeah. I did a few strips. You just took a big old lap. I took a lap naked on and the you, John and Deere. You wanna, and you want to mow the lawn. You said the Capitol, and I said, no, let's take the it to the governor's mansion. Okay, that's fine. Was yeah. this for charity or... No, it's for her well, husband. My husband. It was for my husband, <laughs> and I just and that's still out there. It. You realize, like, yeah, you could put that out there, and you could even blur out the naughty bits. Yeah, people would love. If that. I was him at Texas Gun Experience, I'd have it on the big screen. <laughs> yeah, you, it would just be on loop. Just be mow on, eighteen wheeler. Mow on. It's interesting though how many people have sent me messages going, "Hey, I want to, I want this job, or I wanted this part." And I'm like, wait a minute now. What makes you think you could be Secretary of State? <laughs> what makes you think you could be? Uh, it's it's kind of funny. You have to surround yourself with the right people. You do. I mean, you do, and that's that's. Uh, I, I don't in any way intend to ever try to come across like I'm some kind of expert on policy and all these things that are out there. But I, I know when I don't know something, and I know how to go research things. You know, I'm smart enough to know that I'm not that guy. <laughs> in your administration i just want to be your fall guy i'll be the guy that okay. ends up going to jail for you yeah oh you will be my roger stone that's right you'll be my roger stone i, I, I appreciate you kind of growing that. your beard very similar to chad's you yeah. can be his body double yeah oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. i think i'm double his body is what well, you that's what i mean <laughs> body double <laughs> yeah so i gotta get in tv shape folks gotta lose the covid19 you know Maybe put some socks on. Yeah. I haven't worn socks in three months. Candace would like that. Yeah. Well, these shoes are falling apart, my hey dudes. We got them. Don't even put them on anymore. That's how I've taken lazy to a whole new level. That's what I love about coming into Studio 22. It's like family here. Yep. Like family. So good. I got some stuff here that I want to get into a little bit in the next se- segment. Uh, There's some stuff that bothers me. Just people that are really, they're, 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 they're hurting as Americans, mm-hmm. 
they're lashing out in a way that I don't think is healthy. And I want to get I want to get everybody's opinion on this thing. So we'll, we'll get into that. But before we do, have you noticed that your hair isn't looking as full as it used to? Yeah, losing your hair is no fun. So I want to talk to you about some options. You can go to your doctor for hair loss treatment prescriptions. You can visit the pharmacy. Uh, you can try not to go broke just to avoid going bald. Or you can try our friends at Keeps from the comfort of your own lazy boy at home. You're going to get the same doctor-recommended, FDA-approved hair loss treatment, but Keeps offers the generic versions for about half the cost. And one more thing, you're going to love this about Keeps. It's all online. You just answer a few questions, you snap some pictures of your hair, and a licensed doctor is going to review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. Then it's shipped directly to your door, and I might add discreetly. So why might why make unnecessary trips to the doctor and the drugstore when you can do it all from your home? Let me get you started with a special deal. Go to keeps k e e p s dot com slash loss for fifty percent off your first order. And listen, I want you to keep your hair right. Keep your hair. That's keeps.com slash loss. Keeps.com slash loss. Hang tight. So get back to that story let me see if i can find it here real quick oh my goodness so sad deal you know first of all we talked about the the young lady who got killed mm-hmm. uh on the i-5 in seattle when the jaguar plowed into her well the jaguar didn't that's like saying the gun killed somebody right the, mm-hmm. the guy driving hit him and the girl lost her life um and you don't wear black and do the cupid shuffle in the middle of the i-5 in seattle in the middle of the night uh, horrific video, though, of course. Anytime you see something like that, it's a horrible deal. But you shouldn't be in the street. And they should sue the hell out of Seattle for shutting down the interstate for them to, you know, quote-unquote shutting down the interstate for them to be out there protesting. My thing is, when you're out there doing that, you're not protesting anymore. You're something else. You're obstructing. Right. That's an obstruction. What if, you know, Jade and I had this conversation. I said, she's like, well, I said, what if you had to get to the hospital, right? Well, I wouldn't kill somebody over it. But you don't know. If you can't see them, mm-hmm. and they're out there on the road, and this guy's swerving around. But then you had the other thing uh, that was going on, and I, I lost the story here. It was on Blaze Media. Uh, it, but it was it was about this, you know, the eight-year-old girl. Here it is. Uh, so the Atlanta mayor, this is on, I'm sorry, this is not Blaze. This is on my website. This is politicalcowboy.com. Um, those of you who don't know that I have that blog site, go to politicalcowboy.com. Uh, shuts down the BLM-occupied zone after eight-year-old was killed. So I got a text message yesterday morning from a good friend of mine who is, well, he's been on the show, Jason Ridley, who's a state rep there in Georgia. He sent me a picture of how the armed, basically, militia guys of BLM were blocking the road into this area, and they were checking Mm -hmm. people as to whether they were going to let them in, and the mayor wasn't shutting this thing down, and different things were going on, and I don't know, I guess maybe you saw the video of the the black militia guys who were had their rifles, and they were walking the property at Stone Mountain, which I don't have a problem with that. 
I mean, quite honestly, I don't have a problem with that. You you have a Second Amendment. You can take your gun if you want to walk out into a public place. I, I don't personally have a problem with that as long as you're peaceful with it. They were chanting some things that I don't think mm-hmm. were necessarily productive or healthy for, you know, a United Nation. But uh, that aside, I support their right to protest and do those things. But, you know, we're seeing this, quote unquote, Black Lives Matter occupied zone that was around the Wendy's that is located downtown. Uh, also, the site where Rayshard Brooks was shot and killed during this, his encounter with the police last month. Um, and so the eight year old girl was allegedly killed by protesters on Sunday. Um, so here you have the folks out there screaming and crying about how much black lives matter. They killed a young black life in the midst of this protest. Um, so it's just, there's a lot of sadness. I mean, there's a lot of things that are going out. There's a lot of ignorance. I mean, it's just, you know, the, the, the ironic part of me, the tongue in cheek part of me wants to say, now here a white girl got killed protesting with black lives matter in Seattle and she got hit by a black driver mm-hmm. i mean it just doesn't what are we talking about here and then you're going to say that black lives matter but in the midst of the protest you're going to kill a black eight-year-old little girl mm-hmm. i mean the whole thing's crazy yeah, and you could have chicago that over the fourth of july weekend 80 people were shot 15 at least 15 were killed yeah gosh yeah it's over fourth of july weekend so um black lives matter do they matter there uh, and it's not know, cops killing black people. It's black people killing black people. So I, you know, and I've got someone who, you know, I posted on Twitter. I said, statues don't oppress you. Right. They want to tear down statues everywhere. Statues don't oppress you. I put this on Twitter. Your failure to graduate high school, get a job and not have children before marriage do, though. Sorry if the facts hurt you. So the Brookings Institute came out with a study years ago that said those were the three most important factors for anybody. It wasn't about race. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me. I had people who come on there and say, I'm a bigot for saying that. <laughs> that I'm, you know, I'm being racist, obviously, for saying that. I didn't say anything about the color of anybody's skin. But the Brookings Institute, who didn't say anything about that as well, said that the three factors of living in the middle class in America is statistically speaking graduate high school don't have kids before the age of 21 and don't do it outside of marriage and get a job and keep it right especially a job with some upward mobility that you can expand on um those are just facts right it's not a racist thing it's not it's not it's just that's you a also said statistically. statistically there are people who overcome that there are sure. people i mean Absolutely. They, you know i had people jump my ass on mm-hmm. facebook about it say oh my god i can't believe you're saying that i was a single mother i didn't graduate high school and my kids are doing great okay you you are a statistical anomaly i get that that's great but but you can't have a community let's talk about the black community which everybody gets up in arms when I do this. But again, the numbers don't lie. You can't have a community that is 74% fatherless and expect those statistics to just go away. You're going to have problems in those areas. So my heart bleeds. It really does. My heart hurts. I know there's people out there, their voices want to be heard. They feel the need to be heard. Uh, But when Colin Kaepernick comes out there and he wants to be that voice who, you know, last year, the year before says, happy Fourth of July to everybody. I hope you have a blessed holiday. And then he turns around and talks about this year and tweets how the Fourth of July is all about a celebration of white supremacy and empowerment (laughs) and oppression of blacks. And I'm paraphrasing, of course, but it's like, dude, just shut up at this point. 
Right. You are, I mean, you are just stirring the pot on mm-hmm. this whole thing. And now you have the NBA that wants to paint Black Lives Matter on their basketball courts. and The NFL. NFL wanting to play the, the Black National Anthem. What is the, I mean, I read it, but I, like, when did that become a thing? It's a segregation right there. It's They're creating, they've divisive. adopted segregating. Uh, Martin Luther King's rolling over in his grave. Yeah. I mean, he's just rolling over in his grave on this thing. You know, I have a dream that one day in the hills of Georgia, you know, little black boys and little black girls will hold hands with little white boys and little white girls, mm-hmm. you know, and that people will be judging the content of their character and not the color of their skin. And now Malcolm X was a different story. Malcolm X, you know, I remember when Martin Luther King, you know, reading about Martin Luther King Jr. who went to the White House and he said, look, you need to do things the way I'm saying it or I got this other brother that's going to come in here and he's got a completely different idea because mm-hmm. Malcolm X was a lot more militant right in his deal but when you talk about martin luther king jr who wanted peaceful protest the marches you know they took the water hoses they took the dogs they took those things they suffered in those deals and it was wrong it was wrong but that's not the america we live in anymore and so i have people who come at me and say well you're not you're taking for granted systemic racism i'm so tired of hearing that so tired of that phrase so tired of that i'm sick of systemic fatherlessness in the black community right uh, let's let's get down to where it's at let's let's talk about the community let's talk about the culture and let's not talk about the color of skin because this isn't a skin color issue we've got going on in america or you wouldn't have white people doing the cupid shuffle out in the middle of the street getting hit by a black guy driving a car that just doesn't line up with any of the narrative you're right steve if black lives matter black lives matter when it's black on black violence and you say, well, that, you can't talk about that. Why the hell can I talk about that? Of course I can talk about that. That's the issues that's going on. When I talk about 85% of all Planned Parenthoods being within walking distance of an urban community, it targets the black community. That's, that's when you talk genocide, about a genocide, a genocide against a black community. I mean, you're talking about a genocide of the unborn of the black community. The unborn black lives matter. I love what Trump said the other day at, at, at Mount Rushmore when he said from the unborn all the way through, we, we, the lives do matter. I mean, they, they, they matter. People don't want to hear all that. You know, and you have these white kids who are jumping out. I saw one on TikTok or whatever. She had her megaphone out and she was F you black lives matter. And if you're out here, you know, the 4th of July is a, is a racist deal and, mm-hmm. and all these things. And I'm like, man, 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 man. That's the other thing Trump said that I really appreciated. And it was very divisive. Apparently I didn't realize it was divisive until, I read the news, but Trump in his speech said that one of the biggest things is happening is our schools are teaching our children that their nation is a bad place, that it's a bad thing with a bad history. And that's terrible. That is terrible. I'll go out on a limb. Uh, we don't have a read, right? I'll go out on a limb. I'll just say one, say one other thing. And this does not make me popular, but let me tell you something. You can't prove me wrong. You can't prove me wrong. Uh, there are people in the black community who have done very well for themselves in this country that you would never have done well had something like slavery not existed. The evil, I've talked about this before, the evil of slavery is a scar and a sin on this country's history and a mar on its past. It is. But all things work together for good, right? You can take some really evil things and some good things can come out of it. You take a thing like slavery, you, if you don't believe me, just let's jump on the plane. We'll go to places I've been, Nigeria. I'll show you. You'll realize you're an American. You're an American. All right? Hang tight. Be right back.
Well, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a little deal. Lady from, I won't say her name. She was from Fort Worth, Texas, though. She wrote a, a letter to the editor, New York Times. And it says, uh, ashamed of the 4th of July. It's published on July 3rd. She said, this is my first time in 77 years that I won't be celebrating the 4th of July. I won't be wearing my Stars and Stripes shirt, playing patriotic songs, attending a parade, or displaying an American flag. Because in good conscience, I can no longer celebrate a country that stands by silently and allows this lying, narcissistic president to dismantle our environmental protections, bribe a foreign power, urge reduced COVID-19 testing during a pandemic, Denounce the free press, encourage voter suppression, applaud racism, protect Confederate statues, and ignore reports of Russian bounties to kill American soldiers. I pray that next year we will have a new president who believes in the rule of law. (laughs) The Constitution and the premise that all men are created equal, then I will once again be able to call myself a proud American instead of just a very ashamed one. Signed her name and from Fort Worth. Well... That's interesting. I mean, that that tends to be a very prevailing attitude that's out there. Yeah. Uh, I got a message from a friend, somebody that's followed, been to numerous shows uh, the other day, said, I can't vote, not voting in this election. I can't. This guy's too basically reiterated those same points. You think that's, I mean, I see it from a perspective, but obviously I'm a blowhard, right? So (laughs) what I want to know is- So I've heard- is that, I mean, are people truly watching what the president says and does and going, these are the conclusions I'm drawing from that? Or have they just watched the news so much and seen the headlines and read the, the cliff notes, so to speak? Ding, They're going ding. to Facebook for their news. That's it. it it's They're exactly going to Twitter what said. for their news. They're going to social media for the news. When social media is entertainment, number one. So... Snoop Dogg came out and made a little meme with our friends, Hodge Twins, Candace Owens, Terrence Williams, various folks out there, David Harris Jr. And uh, said, you know, the the Coon Bunch, called them the Coon Bunch, like the Brady Bunch. Mm. And I'm like, it's interesting, you know, Snoop Dogg, which I, I commented on there, I said, why, why aren't, Bryson Gray and and uh, Brandon Tatum in the Coon Group. I mean, they're they're some of my favorites. You know, I, I demand a recount of the Coons, Snoop Diggity. And you know, those are my friends, Oof. right? They have convictions. They believe in what they stand for. Every single one of them, to my knowledge, every single one of them has numerously, numerous times been invited to and visited the White House as the president's guests they've sat around the table they've shared a meal they've you know i'm like i don't this guy doesn't he's a terrible racist in that way but does that's where the racism is on the left to sit there and call these men and women who have black skin color but are conservatives coons and to call them sellouts and uncle toms and all of these things because they choose to stand by their convictions that happen to be conservative in nature that's racism. That is the racism. That is the hate. Uh, I've it, got more respect for those black conservatives than I do anybody else because well, they are standing up against 
their that's own their own people. That's a fight. And yeah, our and friend it, Donnie, Donnie the Don on Twitter at Donnie the Don, you know she uh, she shared the little clip that Candace put up of our buddy Huey Ton, who was in here saying it's going to take black conservatives to speak up, black conservative men specifically to speak up. But he ain't wrong in that regard mm-hmm. because that that right there that's the folks who have been you know they've seen the light so to speak and they realize what is keeping their community down and they see what can help pull their community out uh and i'm like everybody else i think in that everybody's tired of discussing skin color because this isn't a skin color issue this the issue is never the issue folks you've heard me say it over and over again when you keep talking about the skin color it ain't about the skin color it's about the narrative. It's about the community. It is about the activism. It is about the money that's made from the activism. It is about the um, indoctrination. It is about the dogma. All of these things. Um, you can't cross the line of the community at large without being persecuted by people who are your own race. Uh, it's insane. I, I, I was with, you know, I was. God, where were we? I was with some of these folks here recently. Uh, these black conservatives, their voices—they're such smart, intelligent people. As Joe Biden said, they're just as smart as white kids. Uh, and I'm sitting there watching, and I'm like, and I'm watching the crap they catch. Yep. And I'm like, this is ridiculous, man. I see where the hate is. I see where the hate is because I, I read the messages. I see the messages that I get. And I've never gone on somebody's page with a whole bunch of up yours, kiss mys, go to hells and FUs. I've never done that, mm-hmm. you know, calling people names and things. But I get it every day. And they get it even worse from people of their own skin color. I get it from people of my own skin color, but it's just because these white, white, woke kids that think the black community is going to give them some big old free pass because they've been outspoken or something. I don't know what the motivation is. I want you guys to look up a term. It's uh, uh, It's been coined by my buddy Vadi Bacham. Vadi Bacham has like nine kids. I mean, he's not only uh, profound, he's prolific. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And Vadi's a minister. He's um, he's in Zambia, Zambia. He's got a school over there, but he's an American preacher, teacher. But he coined a term called ethnic Gnosticism. Now, Gnosticism comes from the Greek word gnosis, which is the Greek for knowledge, G-N-O-S-I-S, Gamma Nu Omicron Sigma. Okay. Yoda Sigma. Anyway, uh, but it means to have a secret knowledge. It means to have an insight, like, you know, the... There's a there's a light that you have that others can't see, so it's a it's that inner um, mystical knowledge, intimate knowledge, Gnosticism. So he says ethnic Gnosticism is basically you just know something about somebody like like I don't know you, but you're racist. I don't know anything about you, but I just know I have that knowledge. No reason for me to have that knowledge. I just know because you're a white woman who lives in the slake you've got to be racist and so what has happened is this whole bunch of internet trolls out there have embraced this idea of ethnic gnosticism they don't have to be able to prove their knowledge Hmm. they just have that mystical insight Mm. and so that's why i say you have these these white folks out here who have kind of embraced that and they're scared to death like the worst thing you can be called is a racist (gasps) Uh, unless you're a nazi and then you're really bad 
no coming back from that. So this whole ethnic accusation, this inner knowledge the people that they have is a horrible, horrible thing. Black Lives Matter is a Marxist movement. It's a terrorist organization in terms of its political stances. Uh, it's a Marxist, humanist, atheistic uh, viewpoint of the world. Philosophically, if you buy into that and its founders and their philosophies, no lives matter. Mm. No lives matter in a humanistic worldview. Uh, in, a, in a place where life has no meaning because of atheism, life doesn't matter. And I know people are going to come back at me and say, well, I don't believe in God, but I think life matters. That's great, but philosophically, you can't back that up because I'm just a protoplasmic blob that was created by time and slime combined together that I became a human being. There's no moral merit to my existence without an eternal being who created me in his image and gave me dignity by breathing life into my body, soul, and spirit. If I'm an atheist, I can't claim that. I'm just a product of evolutionary process, Natalie. Mm -hmm. So you don't matter. I wouldn't matter. So no lives matter. So the founders of Black Lives Matter, that's their philosophy. It's common knowledge. All you got to do is look it up. Look up the three founders of Black Lives Matter as a movement, and then just go on there, do their statement. You'll see who they support. You'll see why they exist. It's a cash cow, man. Do Black Lives Matter? Yes, they do. But Black Lives Matter as a movement and as an ism, mm -mm. it's a horrible, horrible thing. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Nobody move. And let me be fair on some things. You know, they talk about removing statues and stuff like that. Um, based on who that statue represents or whatever. But if you look at, say, um, oh, what's his name? Borglum that, that carved Mount Rushmore. He actually started carving Stone Mountain. Stone Mountain, of course, is the largest piece of exposed granite in the world. Up in North Georgia, that granite just runs all over the place. I mean, all of North Georgia has that vein of granite underneath. Stone Mountain's just that massive one that piece that sticks out. And, of course, they have the carving on horseback of Stonewall Jackson, um, um, General Lee, and Robert E. Lee, and uh, was it Jeb Stewart? Anyway. Anyway. Borglum, who also carved stone uh, Rushmore, started that project, right? So he was a member of the KKK, all right? He was a member of the KKK. So I get it. I get it, right? I get it that you want to eradicate the voice of those people who belong to those kind of things, right? I, I get that. But it doesn't change history, all right? It doesn't change history. And that piece of stone commemorates a piece of history. Uh, we've just gone crazy with it. We have, we have basically become anthropomorphic in that we are applying human values to something that doesn't live or breathe like a stone, right? That statue's never oppressed you. So I'm just telling you guys, take, step back, take a deep old breath. Uh, don't be ashamed of America. Donald Trump, 
If he gets reelected, he's got four more years, and then he'll step aside. A lot of people don't believe that, but he will. I didn't like Obama, but he stepped aside. I love y'all. God bless you. Go to watchchad.com. That's where all the fun stuff is. Make sure you're subscribed to blazetv.com slash chad. We're in this thing together, folks. Stay horned. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>